Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Schramer, joined in the virtual Soad Shack tonight, along with Adam Markham, the man from Cleveland and four for four. It's one of the biggest Browns fans we know, so he's a little bit he's a little bit hurting tonight, Addy. It is Mike Wollert. Mike, how are you, man? Oh, you know, not too bad. Trying to figure out what I what I watched. Tough, tough. To, t- I don't know. Tough to tough to win when you're when you're down 18 players. But you know what? What are you going to do? That last play? I don't know. Maybe you maybe you let the quarterback throw it. I don't know. But whatever. It is what it is. I liked your optimism, Mike. You you put in our Twitter DM that you guys were not mathematically eliminated no, yet. We're not. I no. I I had a buddy about a quarter in. He's like, I can't watch this anymore. I'm out. I'm like, all right. You're going to bail. All right. A quarter into the game, <laughs> quarter into the game. He's like, I'm done. I can't watch this. We're going to lose. And, I, and I'm like, all right, you're ba- all right. Bailed. And then I told him, I'm like, dude, you better not be watching this because you're going to jinx us if you start watching it. And he started watching it. And guess what happened? Mm-hmm. He jinxed it. So this guy, your buddy, basically might be the uh, reason cost us the game. Oh, without a doubt, without Truly. a shadow of a doubt, without a doubt. <laughs> Love this. I'm putting not the, the COVID. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna not let him. Penalties. Not the COVID. No, not the not the not Miles Garrett hurting himself. Not the not the penalties. Not not any of that. It's I'm gonna let the emotions and you know let the come down. But I'm gonna text him, Mark, dude. You shouldn't have watched the game. You you blew it. You're the reason. You did we lost. this. You are the reason we lost, Eddie. We know that. Mm-hmm. That's that's how these things work. That's, that's how, how it jinxes works. and curses yeah. work. Exactly. Fully believe in it. Fully believe that I have total control. Over a game I have no participation in or, or yes. any type of involvement in whatsoever, but I fully control the game at hand. Yeah, that's the level of delusion I think you have to have to be a, a good fa- a good fan of any sporting team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I encourage people to at players if things don't go their way. Oh, please. No, no, please. I'm not going to do, no, do that. <laughs> Mike's I, like, nope. I, I can't endorse that. that. <laughs> I, I, I fully take responsibility for the Cavs championship in 2016. There you go. Mike was behind the LeBron I behind, block. I was behind the championship game, the championship <laughs> trophy celebration parade. I, I am taking full responsibility for it. I was the reason Eric Kendricks got ejected. That's true. You spoke it into existence. You are facing Eric Kendricks, mm-hmm. even though you're a Vikings fan. I know this doesn't, <laughs> doesn't feel matter. conflicting to you because you're dead inside when it comes yeah. to the Vikes. <laughs> We're just going after that ring in the XFFL. No more loyalty there. No more loyalty. Dead. Just stone cold, cut it off, dead. Um, <laughs> need you gone, Eric. <laughs> yeah, need you out of here trying to kill. Was it Was it a, a hit on Justin Fields that they tossed him yeah, for? Poor, yeah, he, yeah, poor man. Yeah, he slid and Kendricks came in like kind of full bore and hit him helmet to helmet pretty bad. Can't do it. Seen worse. Yeah, I'm sure, Seen yeah, worse. I'm sure Bears fans are just like, all we want. It's like uh, Joe Burrow last year. Just get Fields through this season healthy. Don't let him get a catastrophic injury. Just get him to 2022 in one piece. So n- nights like tonight are not not helping the blood pressure of Chicago Bears fans. That's for sure. But Mike, I think I think you guys have been in the mix. I thought I thought the Browns played admirably for how much the deck was stacked against them going into this game. With I mean, at one point you guys had 21 players on the COVID list. Is I think got right? up. To, I think got up to 24. I want to say it got up to 24. Wow. And these rosters, right, during the season are like 53-man rosters, right? And they cut down to 45 on game day? Yeah, so, I, think, I think they expand. I, st- I still think they expanded them a little bit for, for okay. the illness. For the COVID so, year. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they call, they had 
they they made their you know they made their roster moves and but that's you know, half that, your roster that is half your game day roster just about that's on the covid list like that's insane yeah landry landry hooper wills baker Baker, Case. Yeah, our case. Yeah, Case. I think Ronnie Harrison was on it. John Johnson was on it, wasn't John he? John Johnson was on it, but he got he got elevated today. That's right. Um, he, he was Del able Pitt to come back today. Delpit was on it, right? Del Del on it. Yeah, Delpit was on it. Sheesh. That makes Teller, you sick. Teller was on it, but he came off. Hunt was already injured, but he technically was on it. He was on it, yeah. Um, yeah, because I, I think then, I saw where he could have gone. And then all the backup tackles yes. got it. Not it, not. I mean, I, I, I'm with you, Mike. I'm not losing the faith. I'm not turning it off after the first quarter. No, I think you guys played well. That Raiders team isn't a good team, but they're scrappy. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're in every game just about, and uh, they have something to play for too. I think they're probably still mathematically have a they're, route into the playoffs. So I, I thought y'all played well. I think you've got a shot. Yeah. I hope you make it in. The Browns are a fun team. I will never forget watching that Steelers playoff game last year from oh, a, from a sports book in Vegas and Allie winning her first ever sports bet on the Browns to cover as part of like a three team parlay. So it was, it was beautiful. It's beautiful memories of the Browns in the playoffs. That is a night that will certainly, I will never forget. And that's part of my Baker loyalty, good or bad. There you go. Yeah. Not me. They're boring. <laughs> well, we want someone else. I mean, who out of we'll the say, AFC do you really want? Uh, I mean, anyone. Anyone. You I don't want, want the Browns in there. Yeah. I don't want to see it. You want the Steelers or the no. uh, the Broncos um, or the... I'd, I'd be okay with the Raiders in there. I don't know, man. Zay Jones is your number Zay, one wide yeah, receiver. Zay. I'm missing some teams. There's some other teams I'd like. It's the AFC is just a big, gross fart right now. The Titans, like maybe Titans they'll get are... some guys back. Yeah, yeah. I don't let's know. watch. Let's watch some Nick Westbrook Akine. Yeah. And <laughs> what's the What's the tight end that a uh, Ferkser Ferk Daddy that I was getting excited about? So, well, Mike, we are excited to have you on tonight, man. We are doing this is our Week 16 preview, and we are looking at when I originally pitched you on the idea, it was basically top starts, and I think you almost kind of misread that as Pop-Tarts. So what we're doing tonight is we're going to have an in-depth discussion and taste test. There are Pop-Tarts just all over the table in the Soda Shack right now. So we're going to we're gonna taste some of these. We're going to talk about what our favorite flavors are. Addy has some wisdom to share pertaining to Pop-Tarts. So we're going to do that. That's going to be Pop-Tarts and Top Starts with Mikey Dubs going into Week 16. What a beautiful night it is, Addy. Yeah, can't believe this is where my life is at right now. But uh, can't you though? When you were you a senior in high school and you're graduating and said, you know what? I have the world in front of me. I got my, the, I got the world by the balls and here you are X number. I'm talking pop tarts on a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Like three days before Christmas. <laughs> like it's, it's a, uh, it's yeah. a sad place to be. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of taking it all in right now, actually. <laughs> taking something in you're taking in these pop tarts yeah. to all the, to all of the ladies that rejected you in high school i think you look can give you. the big old dx chop <laughs> look at you now that's right you said no to this you messed up <laughs> gravy Wait, train i can't even say that with anything resembling a straight face <laughs> so let's get into pop tarts here mike and then we'll yes. get into some football right. so you were the one who brought this up, and when I mentioned that we had the frosted cinnamon roll Pop-Tarts, Ooh. you said something I thought was kind of interesting. You said that 
you wish that I hadn't brought that up because you really saw the cinnamon roll pop tarts as kind of a little bit of a, a secret, a hidden treasure right now. They are absolutely a, in my, in my opinion, a, a hidden treasure. I don't think no, but I don't think very many people know that they exist when people have said, what's your favorite, what's your favorite pop tart? I'd say cinnamon roll. They're like the brought the brown sugar. No, Frosted cinnamon roll is my 1.01 forever on pop tarts. I got to say, Addy, we're, we're, we're tasting this one right now. First time ever for me. This is pretty good. This is different enough, Mike. You're right. This is not the same as the brown not cinnamon sugar. Close. Not, nope. It's, it's, it's a much different experience. And the cinnamon roll pop tart is probably the only one I would even consider toasting and heating up. Yeah, let's get into your take here, Eddie, because I know you're a toaster boy when it comes to Pop-Tarts. That's a great point. I wouldn't say I'm really a toaster boy, but there are some that I think are definitely improved by a lot when you go with the toaster route. This one, yes. I could definitely see this being very good warmed up. I think the best warmed up, again, I haven't I haven't had, the, had this one, but s'mores. I think s'mores goes up to a whole nother level when you put that thing in the toaster. It makes sense because s'mores you typically eat warm, right? Yeah. And it does something to that top shell. I don't know. It makes it just kind of, just makes it perfect. And you know what I'm talking about, Mike. And the fact that the s'mores doesn't use the traditional, you know, crust. They use actual, like the graham cracker crust. So they don't use the traditional frosting. So they use the the graham cracker crust. Another great point. So I think when you kind of meld that together, yeah, I, I think so. But typically, I overall, when it comes to Pop-Tarts, I, I'm a non-toast person. I don't toast them. I, I open the wrapper and just go to town. To shove to shove it in your mouth? See, and the, no, I actually don't. I've got a really weird, and I don't, th- I don't know if this is like an, I don't think it's an OCD thing, but it's just a really weird way of, of eating them. And so what I do is I'll take, you know, I'll take it out here. I'll, I'll, I'll show you here. I've got one. I got one right here. And I know, and for people that are listening, I know it's not going to matter because you're not going to see it, but what I do, I'll take a little, I'll take a little bit off and then I'll eat it kind of like that. And then I'll take the second and then I'll take the other half and I'll just kind of break, break it, in, it half. in half yeah. and eat it that way. That's the and method. That's I, I think this is pretty wide because that's exactly how both of us are eating these right now, Mike. We've got this is the hot fudge Sunday edition that we're working on right now, and both Addie and I split it in half, mm-hmm. and then split it in half again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't think I've ever ate a, a yeah. pop tart just all the way through. You don't take mm-hmm. a bite like off the corner of the whole pop tart. That's no. weird. Yeah, that is weird. I think that no, I, don't I would do look that. at that person a little sideways. What do we think of the hot fudge Sunday, Addie? It's very good. Is it? Very okay, good, yes. Very nice little treat. This is like, you know, this is not one you're going to be eating in the morning, but this is a nice late night Pop-Tart. That's tart. a dessert Pop-Tart. Yes. That's not a breakfast Pop-Tart. For me and Pop-Tarts, I've always viewed Pop-Tarts, you know what, I'm not, I don't go fruit very much. Pop-Tarts, it's like, all right, you're already eating Pop-Tarts, so you're already like going junk food regardless in the morning. So I don't go fruit, so I'm mostly just, Give me all the the crap, the 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 good sugar. Give me the so, crap. Yeah. So like, so my one one is cinnamon roll. One two 
used to be s'mores, but it got overtaken by frosted chocolate chip. Ooh, I don't think I've tried this one, Addy. Frosted Talk to me about how it knocked. How did it knock s'mores off the mountain? What does it do for you? Oh, I, you know what? It's and that's funny. I don't. I, it's just something about it. It's the the combination of the the chocolate chips in the crust and a good filling. And there's not a whole lot of it's not a whole lot of frosting like the you know it's very similar to the cinnamon roll. So it's just like a drizzle kind of a, a drizzle cover on frosting, but still sweet and really really good all right so that's your 102 mm-hmm. is s'mores is i guess is your well, 103 s'mores is my 103 okay i like that mm-hmm. i feel like that's a pretty good little packing order addy what would your kind of ranking be obviously we haven't tried every single flavor but we've tried most of them yeah i re- these ones that i've had tonight are fantastic i'll say that really good i just tried to get some different ones from kroger yeah so I'm that gonna, we could try them out i'm gonna have to start trying more of these because yeah they've they've definitely been improving and doing different things. Love, love, love that. Love, you love seeing that in a company similar to Mountain <laughs> Dew. They, they, there's no boundary that they won't push. So Mm-mm. right now, Mike, have you tried the frosted cookies and cream? That's the one we're trying right now. Is that the one with the Oreo? Like it's, I like don't Oreo-ish? think so. Let me know. Kind of looks like one. It looks like an Oreo, but it's not like Oreo branded, but it okay. is, it's just cookies okay. and cream. But it's cookies and cream. Yeah. Okay. That's so. right. Yeah, no, the, the cookies and cream is good. I think I, I overdid cookies and cream probably a little bit during the during quarantine. So probably dropped out of my top five, but still cookies and cream is still very good. I'll yeah. say, Eddie, I think I might actually like hot fudge Sunday a smidge better than cookies and cream. That surprised me because Allie was not said she was not a fan of hot fudge Sunday. But I think I might like that one a little bit better. Yeah, I'm not that impressed with cookies and cream. It's a little flat. Yeah, it's, it's not one of the rich. Yeah, it's, it's not very uh, cookie and creamy. I don't know how <laughs> you could say it better than that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. It was always I looked at Hot Fudge and I'm like, I don't know. It's it just doesn't seem weird, but I don't know. Maybe it's call me crazy, but maybe too sweet. <laughs> have you Have are. you tried Hot Fudge Sunday, Mike? I have not. I've, I've, Give it a try I've because it, I, I was not, I was not, um, I was not, I did not have high hopes coming in, but that was surprisingly good. The the so, one, the ones that I, that I did have high hopes for and didn't have high hopes were the complete opposite. I tried frosted chocolate cupcake. Okay. A little, not bland, but you know, not, not as rich as I thought it might've been. Yeah. The one that I actually did like was chocolate chip cookie dough. Oh, nice. I haven't tried that one either. You're you're a chocolate chip guy, it sounds like. It, it, the mood has to hit me right, but for some reason in the morning, I don't know. It's all it's that's just when I have all the chocolate stuff. It's in the morning, whether it's a pop tart or frosted donuts or something like that. That's that's chocolate. But yeah, that's what we're going with. But in terms of, yeah, I think chocolate chip is, is three or uh, four. And then frosted chocolate fudge, I think, rounds out my five. So Mike is a big chocolate boy, Addy. Respect for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I love chocolate as well. Also, I love that Mike's just willing to just start the day off. No worries at all. 
Just mm. get it. Just break it in half. Just ruin break it in half and ruin just the day get it right going. Off the hat. Ruin my dot. Ruin the day right off the bat. Whatever. Just spike that blood sugar, baby, and let's fly. That's right. My day can't be ruined because I'm gonna ruin it myself. I love that. <laughs> get out in front of it. Proactively ruin your day. The the one fruit though, pop tart I do like is the raspberry. Okay. See, I haven't tried raspberry. I was gonna ask you. I know you said you're not a fruit guy. Do you do you not like the strawberry, or do you just not go for it? I just don't go for it. Strawberry's okay, like in a pinch, but in terms of the fruits, um, the fruit pop parts, I think I rank them. I'll go raspberry, blueberry, cherry, and then strawberries at the bottom. Wow, um, blueberry's to, very good. Blueberry's like very blueberry good. A lot. Raspberry, just something about the raspberry, good, really good flavor. But in terms of anything else, like I'll. I'll go with like a chewy granola bar over frosted sugar, brown cinnamon. I won't even deal with brown sugar cinnamon anymore. And that's sad because that's my that's that's long been my number one. Now, granted, I haven't strayed too far outside my lane. Typically growing up, it was brown sugar cinnamon and strawberry for us in the Raymer household. So I haven't really branched much outside that. But I'm opening up some new horizons, Addy. And I like what I'm seeing with these different flavors here. Yeah. Have have you ever put like the. You get the ice ones though, right? For the most part, or do you get the? Oh, yeah, I mean, if you get if you get unfrosted, your your oh, yes. uh, your serial Always. killer, you belong in yes. the FBI. I'm calling the FBI. Yeah, that is not. I would never ever do that to myself. If mm. I'm going to eat right. a pop tart, by God, it's going to have frosting on it. Seriously, why even bother? I would not. Yeah, I would not. I would never do that to myself. Hmm. I'm looking at these raspberry ones. I don't know that I've ever seen these, Addy. I feel like uh, in my mind, I, I, I've never seen those. I've never tried those. Those do sound interesting. Strawberry is my favorite, but I do feel like with the brown cinnamon sugar, for whatever reason, even though it has sugar in the name, <laughs> I feel like you just convince yourself those are like the best for you. Exactly. Like, I, this is healthy, right? <laughs> it's got cinnamon. That's like, uh, yeah. that's like an herb, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's got you know the it's got the cinnamon sticks on the cover. You're like, oh, it's not, that's, that's it's not kinda, chocolate. It's, it's, it's kind of close to a salad. <laughs> it's <earthy. laughs> So okay, Mike. So your number one, you said, is the the cinnamon roll, correct? One one, without a doubt. With one one, is strawberry still your one one, Addy? No, I think s'mores is my one one. One one, okay. Yeah, I'm still going with the brown sugar cinnamon because I need to. I need to expand that. I need to try all of these and really settle in and take my time with each of them. But I'll say it's it's position is not. This is like the upcoming NFL draft, like the one hundred one. Yeah, it seems like we have an idea, but it's not locked in. Up it's for not grabs. rock solid. I yes. haven't done a lot of research to be honest. I will tell you, going to Kroger tonight. And it's before Christmas, and the kids are out of school. I get it. So that maybe it was just bad timing. But the Pop-Tart shelves were pretty wiped out. Hmm. So it may be that everyone else is also trying to get in on this Pop-Tart experiment and see. Maybe they found out. Checking in, seeing what's going on with sure. Pop-Tarts. What about the Wildberry before we move on? Is that, is that the blue with the pink or purples? Yeah. I always ate those growing up, and I really liked those. I think those are for the kids. But I don't think, yeah, I don't think I would be reaching for that one, as Mike says, right. um, yeah. at, at this age. Yeah, we've got, we've, we, they're, yeah, they're getting some, some crazy ones. Like, I've seen, like, Fruit Loops. I don't know if oh. you've seen Fruit Loops. I've what? been interested in that. They've got, I've seen, like, Milkshake, like, Strawberry Milkshake, Peach Cobbler. Uh, um, I don't know. Pump, pumpkin Pie, I've seen those. I'm like, eh. Eh, I, I, yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I stick to, uh, tried and true. I mean, for me, frosted cinnamon roll is Miles Garrett in a 2017 draft. 
There you go. Lock it in, Eddie. Lock it. I mean, that's con- just consensus. I will say I'm very I'm very worried about having all of these Pop-Tarts in my house now. We've got like 24 Pop-Tarts now. Hey, I'll take some off your hands. Please do. Take them sure. all. If Silas is a Pop-Tart boy, please take these. He likes them. Yeah, he's, he likes okay. them pretty pretty well. I was going to say, I was, I, I was never one of those kids that just had a Pop-Tart for breakfast. Typically, I was more of a cereal boy. Like if oh, we yeah. ever do a cereal oh, power ranking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cereal. Yeah, I was cereal too. I don't know what it was. As soon as I hit... The adult life. I don't know something about the pop tart. Just that was it. It was more convenient. You don't have time to eat cereal in the morning. I yeah. feel like when you're an adult, you but don't want if, to take a bunch of milk in first thing in yeah, the morning. That's not. Yeah. That's not. I don't want that sloshing around and just like <laughs> no on a hot day, just filled with milk. No, thank you. But I will say, when I was a kid, the pop tart was like the accoutrement. Like it was what I had with my cereal if I needed a big boy breakfast. But I, typically, it was not in and of itself breakfast. Are y'all eating both these pop tarts when you open up one of these things, or just one? Oh, Mike, I'm eating both. Let's, I'm eating both. Yeah. <laughs> Are you just going for it? If you're going for one, you're going for both. I've got, yeah. I mean, I've got a whole. I mean, I've got a whole routine down. I mean, I, I pretty much my day starts. I fire up the coffee maker, make a nice cup of coffee. Uh, I listen to typically. I'll listen to ESPN Radio Cleveland in the morning, and I'll fire up the first pop tart. And uh, by the second by the second segment, by about 10 o'clock, my my other pop tarts done and I've already had my second cup of coffee and I'm sugared up, caffeinated up to finish out the day. I was going to say about 1130, your bowels are moving and you are racing to the bathroom to get there in time. You pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> look, it, look, especially man, that second need, cup of coffee. Yeah, you, that second cup of coffee, you yeah. need to be having a good bowel movement in the mornings, especially if you're a caffeine drinker. This is just uh, this is good. A digestive health, Addie. Keeps you regular. Keeps you regular. That's what we're looking for. So, well, Mike, this was fun. We haven't done sort of like a food-based thing on here in a while. We used to do it all the time. We used to eat White Castle and try like different Mountain Dews and just waking up at 3 a.m. with like heartburn, just not a fun a not fun, a fun thing, day. But, not a fun thing in but, the morning, yeah. But, but for the listeners as a Christmas treat, we wanted to bring in a little bit of Pop-Tart talk and uh, sound off out there in Twitterland. Let us know, what is your favorite Pop-Tart? We would love to hear some input because I love this, Addy. The reason we talk about food and, and typically junk food is because it's fun to debate. Like, I don't think there's a right answer or a wrong answer. Everyone loves food, man. It's true. Everyone loves Pop-Tarts. Have you ever met someone that's like, oh, Pop-Tarts? No. I mean, you know, yeah, there's some, I'm sure there's some snobs well, out there. Well, like the health people, like, yeah. okay, get I out of my eat face. The right. I only eat the organic Pop-Tart toaster pastries from World Market. I can't die out of here with your yeah. organic. Let's also, let's also pump the brakes. Toaster strudels. We've, anyone in this room ever been a toaster strudel boy? No, hell no. Not I'm, a, I'm not a not fan. Not a fan. I have only bought toaster strudels when I've had to buy, like, Items that need box tops, so that we're doing these that so that my kid can yes, I remember that the box top day. So buy some toaster strudels, but nothing too that much I seek out. Yeah. It is a lot of work, too, and the frosting too, frosting to, to toaster strudel is is horrible. Horrible, it's a terrible ratio with the frosting. It's too much work to put it on there. The filling mm. is too runny. Yeah, it's too flaky. It's just a mess. Well, and there's no choice. There's no choice between cold or hot. It's gonna have to be hot. You it gotta heat hot. that thing you up. You have to heat yeah. it up. And then you're risking going hot pocket with one end and one end being uh-huh. hot. And then oh, yeah. you get the cold in the middle if you if you risk it. So, and then you're just off to a horrible day. And, and yeah. the breakfast just off to a horrible day. Yeah, absolutely. If you yeah, you you want to lower your risk with the pop tarts. That's true. 
No one's ever had that kind of hot pocket experience with a pop tart. No, they heat evenly. Maybe if you leave it in your car over overnight in the winter, <laughs> you get a big frozen <laughs> chunk in the middle. <laughs> Maybe. That would be unfortunate. I would hate to start off my day chipping my tooth on a Pop-Tart. How, do you ever use, a, if you're ever in a pinch, do you ever use a microwave? I don't. I can't say that I've ever done I've, Pop-Tarts I've used in a microwave. microwave. But I'm not saying I wouldn't. I just haven't been it's, in a situation It's yet. fine. It's not obviously not as good. Check out and, and and also check out Brian Regan's. Brian Regan has a funny segment, has a funny bit on Pop-Tarts in the microwave. It's like, how, like how little time do you need to... to pop you know to throw your pop tart into a microwave and then there's instructions step one remove pop tart from pouch <laughs> it's true okay. like okay <laughs> pop th- put pop tart in microwave one and and it was like for 30 seconds 30 seconds who has who who doesn't have 30 seconds so it, yeah but look it up brian regan and his and his bid on pop tarts it's pretty funny yeah, and you can watch it with your whole family because Brian Regan is one of the few clean comedians out there, and he's there one of go. the best. That is that is correct. I've seen him live. He is he's very, he's clean and very very funny. I was saying this today with Allie. She spends hours on hold because she's a travel agent, and typically they have the god awful hold music. Everyone hates this. Even Disney, they put on their Disney songs, and even if they're good Disney songs, your ears are bleeding by the time you get through because you've heard the same song. 10 different times. And I said, why would they not just put stand up as hold music? This is like a brilliant kind of synergistic opportunity here for comedians to say, Hey, you guys hold time and your hold music sucks. You want to use one of my stand up bits? Like that would be great. You're passing the time. You're enjoying the joke. She probably would be like caught off guard when the person actually answers the phone. Yeah. But if it's like, you know, if I'm calling like spectrum or internet, I'm probably in a, I'm not in the mood to be laughing. But wouldn't you? But wouldn't you? Wouldn't laughter no, be the antidote? Nope. <laughs> you just want to be mad. I'd probably be on hold. I'd be listening to uh, effing two hours beep. Sorry, Josh. Two That's hours right. of jokes because <laughs> you know you're always on hold forever with those companies. So you could. They, they should give you an option. Do you want to stew in silence or do you want to hear stand up? There you go. And if you're mad, you can just press the silence button. Silence and just sit in silence. <laughs> I wish com- I wish every company would give you that option. That'd be a lot better. You want to stew so, your old your own, your own festering bile mm-hmm. and juices and just be yeah. angry. Absolutely. Just want to breathe heavily <laughs> in silence. <laughs> just want to seethe. Eat some pop tarts. Eat some pop tarts and just try to try to sneak a quick dump in before they come back on the phone and you're in the middle of blasting one. I'm not trying to laugh and get choked on a pop tart. <laughs> That's true. I love how in every situation where you're on hold, there's pop tarts being consumed. Hey, pop tarts, you know, they are, they're kind of like, I, I can imagine like they'd be kind of, you, you need to have something to drink with them, right? Like you, you can do. easily get choked on some of these pop tarts. Yeah. If your mouth is too dry, you got to have the right, you know, texture. No one's uh, ever ate a whole pop tart without taking a drink of wine. Oh no, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah coffee. I, yeah, I, I always have a thing of coffee. You got to have something to get it down. You ever dunked the pop tart in coffee, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I've not done that yet. Well, there's an idea for you. All right, I think we can move on. Yeah, let's talk about some week 16 starts, Mike. This was a brutal brutal weekend for fantasy we're not even done we're recording this on monday the bears vikings game just wrapped up we've got two games tomorrow the washington football team versus the philadelphia eagles and then the los angeles rams versus the seattle seahawks but we wanted to get you all a preview episode before 
this next round of games. We're heading into the second round of your fantasy football playoffs for most leagues. And so we had to bring in a big gun, Addy. We like to do this whenever we have important moments in the season coming up. So Mikey Dubs, we put the bat signal in the sky. It was shaped like a Pop-Tart this time. And Mike knew right away. There was no question this bat signal was for him. So what Mike is going to do for us and our listeners tonight, the fine folks listening at home, he is going to hit us with some of his top starts. Not Pop-Tarts. We've already talked about that. Top starts for Week 16. Addy, we're going to get you right before the playoffs start and help you advance that championship game. So, Mike, you want to start any particular any particular position? Maybe linebacker? I know everyone loves a linebacker. Everybody loves linebackers. It's it's insane. But with that said, I don't know. I have really taken a shine still over the last couple of weeks to Patrick Queen. Okay. Um, he's coming off of a 13-tackle game this past week has had no fewer than seven tackles, I want to say, in three of the last four games. He had a he had a clunker against Cleveland, which was surprising just because he had a really solid game against Cleveland right before their bye week. But Queen had 85% of the snaps this past week, and he faces a Bengal team that is actually uh, first in points allowed to inside linebackers. So Queen is still one of those guys, kind of plays inside-outside, but mostly plays inside. And he's, he's playing really well. He, you know, I think for the first seven, eight weeks, he had like, I don't know, like nine or 10 missed tackles. He had a horrible missed tackle rate. But I think since since week eight, week nine, he's only had two total. So just something about I, Patrick Queen is is something I've, I've, I'm beginning to, to put some faith into. And it seemed like that move away from kind of that middle linebacker position Josh Bynes stepping mm-hmm. in to kind of man that spot, rejuvenated Queen a little bit, kind yeah. of got him. Humbled a, him a little bit. Yes, exactly. It was a lot of pressure, that position he was playing in, and this kind of vaunted Ravens middle linebacker position yeah. that carries a lot of weight and responsibility. And I think maybe the best thing that could have happened for Patrick Queen was to get kind of moved off to the side for yep. a bit, and now he's slowly kind of working his way back in. Take a breath. Yeah, exactly and, right. And, and he was never calling I, the plays, so which was always kind of weird, but just something, I guess, about the middle linebacker that just gives you the – that has the perception of, oh, yeah, you've got all this weight. But he never was the play caller. It's always been Chuck Clark that's been calling the plays. So, But still, yeah, he got a little bit of – you know, Josh Bynes, a little bit of mentorship. A little bit of change in responsibility. Bynes kind of telling him, directing traffic on where to go and where to be, and I think it's I think it's paid off for him. Yeah, that's three games in a row of him going over eighty five percent of the snaps. Mike, you're also right about the. Well, you were right about the two missed tackles over the last six seven weeks. He gave up three. He had three missed tackles this past week. So okay. unfortunately, he he is still grading really bad. Mm-hmm. He had a. 47.1 overall grade this past week, 38.4 coverage grade, 47.8 the week before that, uh, 62.4 coverage grade. So, yeah, he, he he's still way down there in the 40s. But, you know, but I, at least – Exactly right. So, who cares? I mean, they're going to continue to roll him out there because also they don't really have a lot of options, you know, or, or much better options outside of him. They are kind of thin there, yep. I think, at, at, as far as talent goes. So – yeah, I, I, I'm extremely encouraged by the usage lately. I've I've been playing Queen with confidence for the last few weeks as well. There you go. So you you feel good, Mike, firing up Patrick Queen in your Week 16 lineup. 
I do, but don't come at me with who do I start, Bobby Wagner or Patrick Queen? Please, yeah, please, please. don't, yes. don't. Is, no, these are always contextual. Yes, it, yeah, exactly. I, I, you know, obviously, if you have a roster of like Patrick Queen, Bobby Wagner, and a bunch of really good guys, obviously you're going to play those guys. But yes, if, but yeah, if you got like a Bobby Wagner and then you have maybe a Kazir White and a Patrick Queen as your three linebackers, then you're in really good shape. Yeah, that's the thing, Addy, is we know start your studs. Start your Roquan Smiths and your Darius Leonards and your Bobby Wagners. Mm -hmm. But this is what we're getting into here is sort of this middle ground territory. And there there are obviously some dudes that you don't start. Like, Mike, after this weekend, I think we can effectively say rest in peace to Jayon Brown. That one was kind of surprising. I was watching that and thinking, okay, well, I know Cunningham is going to play just because of the familiarity and the relationship already he had with with Vrabel and the defensive coordinator's name, whose name eludes me, but they were there in Houston. So I figured, all right, there's going to be some snaps here, but lo and behold, when I'm turning the game on, you have Evans and Cunningham out there together. And normally Evans is the one that gets kind of the short end of the stick and the, you know, the, the, the doesn't get the, the, you know, gets the short end of the stick. It's usually, he's usually the one getting, you know, coming off the field, but you see Evans and Cunningham and Evans is calling the plays and like, okay. And then you see Brown come out and just either in dime or single linebacker sets. And then that, and then the switch like, okay, this is not good. And not what I foreseen, what I foresaw. Luckily, not a whole lot of, hey, Mike, you suck tweets or DMs. I've been fortunate to avoid <laughs> that. Stu- I've been a for- very fortunate to avoid all of that stuff. So hopefully all of the years of, of being nice and good and a good person has has banked. I've banked some 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 goodwill. Some goodwill. I don't I don't yeah. get those those death threats. So um, I'm very <laughs> I'm very thankful for that. Uh, but Listeners, yeah, like- we need to up the death threats for Mike if he gets this call wrong on Patrick <laughs> Queen. Yeah, I was looking at the snap counts here. So Rashawn Evans actually was I, I flipped. He was him over in my seventy. Head. Yeah, seventy yeah, seventy five. Seventy three. Mm-hmm. And uh, Zach Cunningham was sixty seven. And my sweet sweet baby Jayon was down at 33%, thirty three percent. So. Yep. Yeah. The the point there, Eddie, was there are certain guys, if you're paying attention, that we know we're not starting. Yeah. So what we're getting into with Mike here is those guys that are a little bit on the borderline, a little bit, hey, should we should we roll these guys out with confidence? So is there another linebacker, Mike, that you are feeling good uh, about plugging into your lineup come week 16? Am I allowed to take like the easy way out and just say, hey, I'm, I'm starting Bobby Wagner? Uh, but no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Um, in terms of other safety, you know what? I'm going to stay in that Ravens Bengals game, and he's been a, he's he's been a, he was a waiver wire darling last week, and that's Jermaine Pratt. Okay. Now I'm gonna preface this. Or I'm gonna I'm gonna qualify this. It does look like Logan Wilson is still out, but if Logan Wilson is in any way, shape, or form going to return, you do not want to start Jermaine Pratt. This is only if Pratt or if only Logan Wilson is coming back, but. If he's not, Jermaine Pratt has gotten 100% of the snaps the last couple of weeks. He's calling the plays, and um, and he's getting the tackles. So he doesn't really have much competition for tackles. I know his running mate, Joe Bashi, got hurt. So you've got Marcus Bailey's his running mate, but he's probably getting about 65 70% of the snaps. But again, I do have uh, confidence in Jermaine Pratt now that he's calling the plays and and getting the snaps. And and the Ravens are, are third in points allowed to inside linebackers. They're giving up loads of tackles to the position as well. Um, 
you know, it's a it's a running team. They're still running Devonta Freeman. They're still involving Latavius Murray. Pratt's usually uh, over the middle if he's covering a tight end, which is usually never a good thing. You'd never like your linebacker in a tight end, but you know that's kind of how the way the cookie crumbles. It happens. But yeah, they're they're a running team, and and Pratt is getting the tackle. So Pratt's now one of those waiver wire darlings that could be uh, a league winner. If your other studs didn't screw in week 15, if you were able to lucky enough to make it to week week 16, Pratt is looking like one of those league winners. Yeah, 15 tackles and a half a sack this past week. He's averaging yeah. 11 tackles over his yep. last three games. Yeah, yeah a little over playing yeah, all a little the over point three yeah. points per snap, point three fantasy points per snap right around there last couple of weeks. So yeah, definitely. That's elite. That's elite oh. level. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Whoever would have thought another guy I wanted to ask you about Mike, uh, another hundred percent linebacker here from the New York giants. What do we think about Tay Crowder? hundred percent of snaps. And since the buy, I'm just going to read you the log here. Starting in week 11, six points, 17.4, 11.75, seven points and 15 points. He's been pretty solid. Do you have confidence in uh, Tay Crowder going into week 16? If, if you're in a if you're in a deep league where you're starting three to four linebackers, yeah. If you're starting two to three, my confidence would be a little shaky because the Eagles are not a very good matchup for the linebacker position. They are, I believe, allowing the second least points Ooh, wow. okay. to inside linebackers. So if you're in you know, uh, week 12 Crowder, I think he had six tackles and I think he did have an interception, but he was aided by, by those splash plays that you can't really count on. But in week 12, he only had six tackles and that's some, you know, for a third or fourth linebacker, that's okay. But if you're, if you're really, you know, you're needing big points, you're needing big tackles. And I, I don't know. I, I, my confidence isn't as high in Crowder, but We'll have to see what happens with with COVID. You know, you always have to be flexible. But I will say, my confidence isn't as high. It's it's it is a rough matchup against the Eagles. Gotcha. What about the Chiefs linebackers, Mike? What should we make of them? Are you <laughs> do you have confidence in Nick Bolton? Is it Willie Gay? Like neither. I mean, what's is is there a right answer here? Did Did you hear my rant on the nickel? Big nickel by any chance? <laughs> yes, I did. I believe yeah. uh, that's what earned that an explicit content rating. Are you trying to trigger me here? <laughs> I, I think you're trying to. I think you're trying to. You're trying to jab at me. You're, you're picking at the scabs here. I uh, would have said that cinnamon roll <laughs> pop tarts were bad if I wanted to trigger you. Oh, dude, I would have. I would have. I would have walked off. I would have hung up. You would have hung up. Yep. That'd, yep. Ripped the mic out of my USB port and walked <laughs> off. With the Chiefs, that's the thing. Willie Gay was out, so I think Bolton played the majority of the snaps just out of out of necessity. I think Bolton and, and Hitchens ended up playing the majority of the snaps. I know Bolton was around the, I want to say the 85 to 90 mark. Hitchens was right behind and Bolton turned in in a fantastic game. If Gay returns, I, I think they're going to go back to that rotation, that ugly, horrible, nauseating rotation that, that just makes you sick to your stomach and that you can't predict. I pounded the desk, pounded everything for Willie Gay during the offseason, and I feel really bad if people drafted him as maybe a second or a third linebacker. He's been good, but it's been inconsistent because his usage rate and his snap usage has been inconsistent. And when you watch him, you can easily tell he's probably their best linebacker, one of their best defensive players, and it's just so frustrating. But if Willie Gay comes back, I don't, I can't, I don't think I can 
good faith recommend starting someone who might only get 60 to 65% of the snaps. And that sucks because I love, I love Willie Gay and Bolton just had a really solid game, but he would probably go back to his normal role in the event of his return. You know, looking at some of those big week 15 finishes, Addy, I just wanted to get a little pulse check. I knew Mike had, you know, sounded off on the chiefs linebackers. And that is a group. That's a group that we've been very, very frustrated in yeah. uh, all season. Yeah, that's just one of those teams. I mean, you you can't trust them at this point in the year. We haven't been able to trust them at all, you know, at any point in the year. So you definitely can't lean on them now. Mm-hmm. And and it's a shame because yeah. Pittsburgh is usually has been a pretty decent matchup for for linebackers. So if something happens near the end of the week where your team where just if something happens where you have to start them, you know, obviously you have to do what you got to do. But yeah, there's until something happens until. Spagnolo leaves or whatever. I don't know. Uh, just we need to find out if Anthony Hitchens or Ben Neiman has like dirt on everybody in the Kansas City front office and coaching staff. He's got the nude picks, Addy. It is good. At least they can potentially cut Anthony Hitchens this offseason. Dead cap drops almost ten million dollars. So. That's nice. So Jesus. he's probably gone. Hopefully. I don't think they draft two linebackers with pretty decent draft capital to hold on to Anthony Hitchens for longer than they need to. I don't see why they would. I, 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 I don't either. I mean, Willie Gay was this, was he, he was the second pick, right? Second round. Both pick. of them. Yeah. Both of them are second round picks yeah. him and Nick both yeah. for, for a team. Yeah. That could have gone multiple directions. You pick second round linebackers back to back years. Like you're trying to signal something here. You're sending us mixed signals, Kansas city. And you're not we playing them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't, we don't appreciate this at all here. So, from one frustrating linebacking core to another in terms of usage, Mike, what do we think about Isaiah Simmons? He's been a little bit quiet here the past couple weeks. Only four points in week 14 and seven and a half points in week 15. He did put up 10 and 16.1 the two weeks previous. We know Jordan Hicks is kind of the snap leader there inexplicably after being a trade target. Do you have confidence plugging in Isaiah Simmons this week, Mike? I think I think I do just because of the just because of his usage. I think we have to be very careful in terms of throwing away or not sit start you know starting guys or, or taking a look at our lineups and playing guys that are getting fifty percent of the snaps over hundred percent of the snaps. So I think in in most instances, no matter the matchup, I'm probably going to play the guy that's getting hundred percent of the snaps. Simmons has still has tackle upside. And, and even though the Colts surprisingly are kind of near the bottom in, in points allowed, you have to love the fact that Indianapolis over the last couple of weeks has become almost the Tennessee Titans. And they're just, you know what, we're just going to give Jonathan Taylor the ball and we're just going to let him run the ball for us. So you, you kind of got to love the fact that there's going to be, I think, ample tackle opportunities for, for both of these guys, for both Hicks and Simmons. So if I have Isaiah Simmons, I don't have a problem rolling him out. I mean, Kamu Grugier Hill had 20 tackles last week. The Patriots didn't really do much, which was kind of surprising, basically because they couldn't tackle Jonathan Taylor. So that kind of had something to do with it. But, you know, the, the Indianapolis Colts offense is allowing nearly 23 tackles a game to, to, to opposing linebackers. So with Jordan Hicks and Isaiah Simmons, I think also both, you know, both have big play upside. Hicks has some sack upside. I think Simmons does too. So that's uh, true. That helps. I will probably have both of those guys probably rank probably within my top 25. So 
I think you can start them as pretty strong LB2s. And um, yeah, sometimes you just have to play the guys that are getting the usage. I don't think we can, we you can't really afford to get cute. If this were week three or four, yeah, you know, whatever. But this is, this is, uh, this, this is, is crunch this, time. This is crunch time. This is big time. So yeah. I'm, this is Pop-Tart I, time. This is, this is cinnamon roll time. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So we're not messing I, around. No. We want the 101. I, I need my floor. I need a safe floor. That's what I'm going with. It's going to be the usage that will probably win out in, in most instances when it comes to a lineup decision. I love it. Is there any linebackers you wanted to highlight, Addy? Kind of throw at Mikey Dubs here. Let's see. What about Neville Hewitt, Mike? He had a nice little week this past week. I think he had 10 total tackles, played 100% of the snaps. What do you think about Neville Hewitt? So with Hewitt, he's he's he is very dependent on Christian Kirksey. He'll be dependent on on Christian Kirksey. I know Kirksey landed on the COVID list. So if Kirksey comes back this week, that will probably be bad news for Neville Hewitt because Hewitt was Kirksey's backup and play caller. So I think if Kirksey comes back, I think Hewitt probably hits the bench. And I still think Garrett Wallow will still continue mm. to get the snaps, especially with Camus, uh, Gruger Hill. He's still on COVID, and I know he suffered, I think, a knee injury. So he's dealing with a, with a knee thing right now. So if Kirksey comes back, that's going to negatively impact Hewitt. But if Kirksey and Cruiser Hill are both out, then I think you can fire up Hewitt just because, again, you're, he's going to get the usage. He wore the dot for Houston in week 15. There you yeah. go, Eddie. I was, I mean, uh, yeah, Wallow, another guy I was going to ask about. Was, is he a rookie? Yes. I think he was undrafted, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. I just love how anyone you can throw, you know, it doesn't matter. I think I think we could all get out there, you know, full of Pop-Tarts and, and at least rack up five to seven tackles. I could fall in the way, be pushed down, and someone could, like, trip over me. Like, I'd be happy to do that, especially if I've got some Pop-Tarts to kind of cushion the blow a little For bit. For sure, right. That's the key. We gotta have a lot of pop tarts. Gotta have us. the cushion. Otherwise, I ain't doing it. Yeah, I gotta be full of them, baby. No milk though. No sloshing. Ugh. Okay. No sloshing. All right, Mike. Everyone loves linebackers. We know this. We've we've joked privately about this that linebacker content tends to get about four to five times the eyeballs as everything else because people love some linebackers. Understandably so. It's the quarterback of the defense. So we, are, we are all linebacker shift. thirsty. We are linebacker That's thirsty. Right. We're running we back thirsty super, and linebacker thirsty. Yep. Absolutely true. So defensive line, Mike, I'm curious who you're looking at potentially as some nice starts for week 16. Well, at this point, anybody who's healthy. Yeah, guys like who had big weeks like Yotur Gross Matos, I think they I think they hit their ceiling weeks, but I think one guy you might want to take a look at, um, I think the Chargers have already ruled out Joey Bosa, which sucks for obviously for Joey Bosa owners. But I would look to see if I'm going to totally butcher this the the guy's name, and I apologize because if he's listening, Uchenenuasu, Uchenenuasu, yes, I would look to add him from your waiver wire. I know he probably has LB designation. I think on MFL he has the linebacker designation, but I think on a lot of the other platforms he should have the the multi positional eligibility. So if he's available as like a defensive lineman, an edge, anything like that, I would uh, have no problems kind of slotting him in as almost a handcuff. He's actually had a, a pretty decent season. I mean, he's generating some pretty consistent pressure. He's getting snaps, and I think he's going to be in for um, probably a, 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 obviously a much bigger workload. Obviously, Joey Bosa is is for the most part 
irreplaceable. But, you know, Nwusu, 34 pressures over 329 pass rush snaps, a little bit over a 10% pressure rate. He's got 11 quarterback hits. So if he had, if he's a few steps closer, a few steps quicker, he, he could be, uh, you know, he could be in the six to seven sack range. So he's got a pretty decent pass rush grade. So Nwusu, I would uh, look to add from your waiver wire as a nice defensive line replacement. Yeah, we're big fans over here as well. He's averaging 13.5 points per game over his last six. So, yeah, he's been super solid. He's, he seems to do this every year about, you know, when the when the year starts winding down. Here he comes. And, uh, yeah, Uchina season once again. Uchina season is here. Addy, did you have uh, another defensive line start that you were wanting to discuss here? Well, someone that I'm really interested in, Josh Allen, a guy that has been not good lately. Yeah, we, we we talked about it on the episode Monday, but Josh Allen been pooping his pants a little bit, Mike. So do you have any concern? This is this is really about a confidence check. You know, your the start your studs approach this weekend probably lost a lot of managers their games. Yeah. And so I'm curious do you have confidence starting Josh Allen after a few stinky weeks here? Well, it's a good thing he plays the Jets. So that's always that's always a good matchup, and that's always uh, a fun uh, a fun matchup. Um, I actually don't mind the matchup, just kind of looking at it from afar, especially from an offensive line matchup. But from what I can tell from the Jets' initial depth chart, he could be matching up over Connor McDermott, former sixth round pick in 2017. And from what I've seen on some of the, the, the pass blocking, he had a really tough time against Miami, um, allowed two sacks and three pressures over his pass block snap. So that's not a good go. So I think if Josh Allen, I think he provides some pretty good upside in your matchup. And in terms of his uh, pass rush, I think his, his metrics have been, have been decent. You know, he's got 46 total pressures over 381 pass rush snaps, so a very solid pressure rate. He's beating his blockers. He's got a 22% pass rush win rate, so he's beating his blockers within a few seconds. It's just he, he's he's getting a few more hurries than the hits or the sacks that you want to see. But I do like the matchup against the Jets and, and the offensive line matchup. And, I mean, Zach Wilson, he can be rattled. Let's face it, he's he hasn't been that good, so I think he could be rattled. So I I would probably have Josh Allen as probably, you know, if I was figuring my rankings this week, probably would slot him in within uh, the top fifteen. Just looking, just based on the matchup alone. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I, I agree with you, but boy, he has been ice cold, only yeah. averaging two point four points per game over his last four. Jeez, Josh. Yeah, it's been it's been not good ever but yeah. since the Josh Allen Bowl. He's basically kind of, uh, yeah. really cratered yeah. since around then. then. Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. I think this is the, this is a great week to start him. Yeah. I, I, if you're still I in we it, talk, we, I know we talk metrics and we talk win rates and I know there's no fantasy points for that, but I think a win rate and the pressure rate is still a good indication that he, he's getting to the quarterback and eventually he will get there. So uh, I'm hoping this week he, he provides some big dividends. Oh, yeah. You know you're speaking our language, baby. That's right, baby. Is there anyone, Mike, you maybe would be sitting down that typically you would feel more confident starting? But, again, this is second round of the playoffs. We want to minimize risk, minimize downside. So, that said, is there any big name along the defensive line that you're like, ah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm rolling him out there this week. 
Boy, that, that's a tough question. I don't know if I have a, a really good answer for that. I think at this point, I think uh, you just have to play the guys that are just getting the usage, that are getting the snaps, and just hope for, you know, I, if you're rolling out, like I actually got a really good question today in DMs, and it was, you know, who do I roll out for the rest of the season, Trey Hendrickson or Max Crosby? So if you're looking at that type of a question, and, and I answered it, I said, you know what, my the metrics – Tell me Max Crosby, but looking at it from fantasy perspective and fantasy production, it's been Trey Hendrickson. So if you're looking at that type of matchup, yeah, I think you have to look at the, sometimes you just have to overlook. Yeah. The guy has a a 12% pass rush rate, 30% win rate. Yeah. He hasn't had a sack though in seven weeks. I'm like, "Eh." Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I know. I I, I I get that. Hendrickson has been pretty consistent. So, and, and actually with the mentioning of Crosby, I think they do have actually, you know, Denver's offensive line is pretty decent. But again, it's Drew Locke. So, you know, from what I can tell, from what I've seen, he's a little bit of a statue, but does have a little bit more mobility. I don't know. But I think with usage, I th- again, I think you got to look at the usage and the guys that are that are playing snaps. I know of any defensive lineman on Arizona might have a tough matchup. I know Indianapolis has a really good offensive line. I know the Green Bay Packers, the Browns still have a, a pretty decent def- offensive line. Hopefully Jed Wills can come back. If he comes back, the you know that left tackle spot is pretty solidified. So guys like Kenny Clark or Dean Lowry or Preston Smith might have a little bit tougher of a matchup um, against that offensive line. So what I would look at if you're debating matchups this week from defensive line or edge positions, I would probably want to take a look at those offensive line matchups. And if it comes kind of down to two similar players, but again, if I'm looking at someone like, like an elite pass rusher. So like if I'm looking at say, you know, Aaron Donald or DJ Wanham, Hey, DJ Wanham might have a good matchup. I'm not sitting Aaron Donald in any way, shape or form. Don't care. I would much rather lose with my best guys. So you're, I, I still think you're going to play your elite guys and the matchup will come within those, you know, those second or third tier defensive linemen. When I think, when I think it comes down to your decision. I love that. Eddie, it seems like we can get a little more selective when it comes to linebackers, but with defensive line, it's like, Hey, you, do you have both your legs? Do you have a pulse? Okay, you're in. You know, like it's been that kind of season where there's just, especially now with the Bosa Bros questionable, at least when we're recording this on Monday, like in, and, you know, guys like Daniil Hunter, some of our stalwarts already lost for the season. It's like we're really scraping the dirt below the bottom of the barrel in a lot of situations. So I agree with Mike. I don't know that. There is a whole lot of, unless you're just rich with talent at defensive line, which if you are, congratulations. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, uh, if, in your draft, if you went, if you just said, you know what, screw it, I'm not taking any linebackers until the end, and you went like Garrett, Bosa, Donald, Buckner, and just loaded up on defensive line where you have just this embarrassment yeah. of riches, like, I don't know who to start, then, then yeah, that's a little bit different. But yeah, like if you went like, you know, if you went Montez Sweat, Trey Hendrickson, and... Now you're looking between like John Franklin Myers or, you know, guys like that. That's when the, that's kind of when that second and third defensive lineman matchup, you know, you just kind of look at the offensive line, see who has a good matchup and just kind of play it from there. I love it. So from one position group that has been bountiful, especially off waivers at linebacker 
to defensive line, which has been a desert wasteland with very few oases to welcome us in. Let's shift now to DB, which I feel like has been overall a disappointment, a letdown for what we usually have seen from our DB position, Mike. So this is this was a position I'm actually pretty curious about because I don't know necessarily that there are a lot of slam dunk big name plays that you could roll out in week 16. So I'm curious who are the guys that aside from, you know, our heroes, our season long champions, which even some of those have fallen with Derwin James getting banged up and Kevin Byard been kind of stinky here recently. Like, so I'm curious, Mike, very curious. Where are you looking at the DB position to help get you over the hump in week 16? I actually have some pretty some confidence again in the Cincinnati DBs, especially Von Bell. He's had double digit fantasy points in four of the last five weeks. Um, he had five tackles against the Ravens in, in week seven, but he's really picked up his production over the last several weeks. Six tackles, half sack against the Chargers. Ten tackles, a forced fumble, two defended passes against the 49ers. Six tackles against the Broncos. So Von Bell is is you know kind of one of those guys I. I don't mind trotting out. I think Jeremy Chin, I think you can trust this week. He's been, you know, ever since, you know, those first three, four weeks, there's like, eh, you know, 13 tackles against the Falcons week 14, seven tackles, interception, defended pass against the Bills last week. He's up to, he should hit, he should hit the 100 tackle mark this week. And a good matchup, I think, in a pretty decent matchup against the Buccaneers. Um, so, I have no problems, you know, trotting out Jeremy Chin. I think the big question, though, that I'm getting now is what do we do with Buda Baker? Where does your confidence lie in Buda Baker? And at this point, I'm almost ready to say I would rather start maybe Jalen, his teammate, Jalen Thompson, over Buda at this point. So I think I'm in that same boat, Addy. I think we're. Hey, if you're an IDP Bob fan, it's, that's been the case all year for him. Yeah, I was going to say, I wanted to look up the log here and see what these guys have been doing. So Jalen Thompson's had a very nice stretch here dating back to week 10, 23 and a quarter, 11, 21.6, 9.25, 11.5. Yeah, we touched on it early on. The usage has been, it flipped for him, right? He's playing more of the box slot, defensive line snaps, where Buda Baker's been playing. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah, whereas yep. Buddha's in that same stretch went five and a quarter, four, had a very nice week 13, 24.2, but then five and a quarter and eight and a quarter. So just has not had the kind of production that Jalen Thompson has had. I don't think that's – if you somehow have both guys, I think you're rolling out Jalen Thompson, Mike. I agree with you. Yeah, and another guy that I that I, that I I love, and I think he had, a, he had kind of a, a stinker – I'm still rolling out Kyle Duggar. I think the Bills are still present a pretty good matchup for him and the Patriots. I think he missed that first go around with the Bills in Week 13, but but Duggar has been that that big hitter. He's been, you know, it seems it's funny. It's always usually, I think half the weeks for the defense, the safeties lead the way in tackles, and Duggar's led the way in tackles multiple weeks for the Patriots. So I'm putting more, you know, again. Full confidence in Kyle Duggar um, has, I think, enjoyed a pretty nice breakout season. Missed one game. He's already, you know, I think, he, again, he should hit the 100 tackle mark. I think he's at 85. Has a handful of interceptions, defended passes. So, again, Duggar's a guy that I have no problem rolling out. Yeah, as long as he doesn't try to, like, punch out Michael Pittman and get ejected from the game, we 
should be okay. I, just just pump the brakes. Yeah, yeah, just pump out. the brakes a little bit, Duggar. That was pretty early on into it, right? That, it that was, before yeah. half. Yeah, yeah, I think it was, it, yeah, it was. First half ejection, so it's a shame. never good. But I think a DB that is actually has caught my attention, and we used to really kind of, you know, I'll clean it up a little bit, crapped on him, was Minka Fitzpatrick. That's and, right. And he's quietly had a 100-tackle season. I mean, it was aided by his 14 against Tennessee, but, you know, you, you got to take the production. I know the last four weeks since the Chargers game he missed, he's he's had three games in terms of at least the scoring that I that I look at. He's had three games out of the last four of 19 or more fantasy points. So, And, again, he's got a pretty good matchup against the Chiefs. So Minka Fitzpatrick and Jaron Curse have definitely – caught my eyes over the last couple of weeks. You know, I even someone tweeted me like, yeah, do you, you realize Chris has played very well. Why do you have him so long? I'm like, Oh crap. Yeah, he has. Maybe I'll have to tweak that guy a little bit. Yeah. Same thing. We talked about it on Monday, but yeah, I was blown away. Previous career high and tackles for Minka was 80, yeah. but yeah, 103 through 13 games this year. Not a guy that we talk about a lot is like IDP, Relevant or IDP worthy because, oh, he's so big play dependent. But when you add that tackle floor. And he's added it. Yeah, he's definitely, he has definitely added it. Now, granted, uh, the linebackers in front of him haven't played very well. I mean, Devin Bush is, I mean, I think at least in redraft is border has been droppable for the last couple of weeks. Joe Schobert hasn't been Joe Schobert. He hasn't been that. He hasn't even been close to the, as nearly as efficient as he was when he was Jacksonville and Cleveland. So Fitzpatrick is taking advantage of all of the the bad linebacker play and is cleaning those messes up. And I'm I'm just curious. I, I wanted to look here and see just how the snaps are breaking down. He's still playing deep, ton. I mean, primarily 682 snaps of free safety, only 88 in the box, 94 at slot, and nine on the line. So wow. he's one of those types. You know, doesn't matter. He 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 may start deep, but he does end up somewhere around the ball. You, he, he, he usually just ends up around the ball somehow, whether it's deep or, you know, five, six yards down the line of scrimmage. So for him, he's he's one of those exceptions like Jesse Bates. He's going to play. He might be deployed deep, but he's going to somehow be around the ball to make a tackle or make a play. Well, people forget he does have that four four six speed. So. Oh, dang. Yeah, he, okay, he man. Get the ball. You fast dude. Yeah, I believe uh, John was calling him Stinka Shitzpatrick. <laughs> I think he was Stinka on the Pittsburghs or the Shitsburg Squealers. Okay, well Stinka Shitzpatrick's even better. So what about Shitzpatrick and just throw some shade on no, his? He's uh, in shape. Just body shame him. And and shape. for and for me to say something about a Pittsburgh player positively, you know that it's coming from an unbiased opinion. That's right. That's being the bigger man, Mike, and we appreciate that. Yeah, right, but that's always one of those weird things. Is like, wait, I'm supposed to hate this guy. Yeah, yeah. wait, no, I'm not going to put <laughs> you in. I don't like you. Well, if he's going to win me some leagues or if he's going to win me some money, then, you know, sometimes you just got to, you got to, you got to look that, you got to look, got to turn a blind eye to some, to that sometimes. Hold your nose and start him. He's a sell right. now, right? I guess. Is this oh, yeah. a prime sell opportunity for Minka and Dynasty? Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. I would. Yeah. Do we think he's going to keep up this tackle floor? Seems like a little it bit would of an be outlier. A, it would be a complete, yeah, uh, turnaround as far as how you know how he's I, typically played. 
Yeah, I think you can. I think he's a, a pretty. Yeah, I think he's a very good sell high. He's only twenty five. There you go. Just so, just turned twenty five. Might be a good reason to consider holding, but I think it really depends on what do you think about the tackle floor. Do you think yeah. it's going to stick around? Do you think they improve this linebacking core? So that may be you know pay attention to that. I think Mike, like Mike said, that has been a contributing factor as well. Has yeah. he hit um, a ceiling? Is this a ceiling, and it can exactly. only can it only go down from here? Yes, exactly. That's something you have to consider as well. Is is there room to grow, or have we seen the best of Minka Fitzpatrick for IDP? Is he a whole new boy? I don't know why you said it like that, but <laughs> really creepy. I got some I know. shivers. Uh, you should have seen the look he gave me, Mike. It was uh, very disturbing. Sorry, pop tart. Sometimes the blood sugar is <laughs> do some things to cratering, me. <laughs> and my mind is going in circles it's right getting now. Late. So, Mike, let's take you home on this because you've been doing this for a while, and something I appreciate. I talk with Johnny about this a lot as well. Is just like not tilting your face off. You know, new IDP players. This is a whole new world, and it can be a scary new world sometimes when you get into the playoffs and, you know, money's on the line. So what I want you to do, we're going to have like a little fireside chat. We're going to take these new IDP players aside, the ones that might be tilting a little bit, but they're still in it. What would be your advice for these IDP players to help settle their nerves down a little bit before round two of the playoffs? And you know what I would actually do? And here's what I do every every Sunday when it comes to football. You set your lineups. Take a look at them again. Maybe make sure, hey, did I miss a, any late breaking news or anything like that? You know, make sure you got the right lineup set. Close the laptop. Don't check any of the scores. I do this every Sunday. I set my lineups. I close my laptop and I just watch the games without any thought to who who I have in my lineups or who I'm playing. And then I check the and then I check my make my initial scores. I check my initial scores after the four after the four o'clock games end and see what I have going on heading into Sunday night. And that's when I first check. So you're just gonna make yourself crazy. And that's how I've been playing over the last several years. And you know. You see the scores, you kind of get an idea of who you have, but at the same time, you just allows you to enjoy the games and hopefully you come out on the right side of the right side of the equation. Yeah. And we should, I know I rambled a little bit. No, that's good. You, you, you've left out the fact that you're probably stress eating pop tarts during the games on Sunday. If you're not, well, well, at that point, at that point I'm stress eating cool ranch Doritos or or something like that. (laughs) Ooh, excellent choice. Ooh, that'd be a good pod. Or yeah. extra toasty Cheez-Its. Extra toasty Cheez-Its, actually. Those are very good. That's a that's oh. a, a top-tier Cheez-It. Yeah, that's an interesting strategy, not uh, checking your phone or any scores. I'm usually checking mine about a million times every Sunday. <laughs> so Adam goes the exact opposite direction. Just just check that yeah. thing until you get carpal tunnel. Just keep tunnel flicking up on the screen, refreshing, yeah. pretty much. That's me. <laughs> just drive yourself absolutely insane. Get an ulcer and don't enjoy football at all. I will check the the NFL site just to kind of see who's getting tackles and whatnot, but I won't check my I won't check live scoring. I won't I will not check that. I just mm-hmm. leave that alone, and I'll kind of check up on see who's uh, playing well. And if I notice, oh man, I I missed this call on somebody, and I'll DM and I'll just be like, my bad, I missed this one. Sorry, I get ahead of the bad calls. I will DM the people that I messed up so that they don't come to me. So I put the, I'm proactive and I put the flame out before it even has a chance to spread out of control. 
Yeah, see, not me. I just blocked those people. Yeah, I just pretend they never existed. <laughs> Don't know you, never met you. Not sorry. You're blocked. Yeah. Don't ever contact me again. Sorry about it, so truly. You did this to yourself. Nah, I also was involved, but it was mainly you. All right, Mike. Well, we seriously appreciate you coming on, chopping it up with us, talking Pop-Tarts and Top Starts. Tell the fine folks listening, they should already be following you. They're idiots if they're not. But give us the deets on where they can find you on Twitter, where they can find your work, and, and plug in here before Week 16 gets rolling. Well, probably contrary to popular belief and what you might think of this episode, you will not find me on any of the Pop-Tart forums talking Pop-Tarts. So you will not find me on any Pop-Tart forum boards on Reddit or anywhere like that. But you can always follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Wollert, and I'll be happy to talk Pop-Tarts, but I prefer to talk IDP or Marvel or anything like that. But yeah, follow me Twitter at Mike underscore Wollert, and my three down linebacker pieces updated through last night's games, and now that the games have concluded, should have that updated tomorrow morning. I know with week 15 ending probably tomorrow, might have my waiver wire article up tomorrow. Hopefully it should be tomorrow, maybe first thing Wednesday. We'll have you covered for, for week 16. And and I'll always say this, I'm always going to celebrate uh, my subscribers or my followers making the playoffs. I want them to win. And I will say, and, and I mean this, I would rather they make the playoffs over me making the playoffs because they're the ones I'm giving the advice to. They're also the ones that are plunking down the the money to subscribe to our site. So I will always celebrate the subscribers to our site to make the playoffs. And I will always like, I will always happy to hear them make the playoffs. And it's sometimes better when they make them over when I do. Addy's going to go the exact opposite direction. And uh, he just, he only <laughs> Not cares me, about- Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. It's a good, it's a good counterbalance. It's a good counterbalance to like selfless Mike and totally selfish. It's all about me, baby. <laughs> well, that's a good note to end it on folks advice in week 16. It's all about me. This is the dynamic range of emotions and opinions that you're going to get. We, we on should the- do a show together, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just opposites attract. We can call it that. So appreciate you guys tuning in. Appreciate y'all listening. Best of luck. As we head into week 16, this is like one of the only days of the week where we're not going to have football this week, Wednesday night into Thursday. So enjoy it. Merry Christmas, everyone. We'll be coming to you all next week with a week 17 championship week for fantasy football preview. So don't miss it. Mike, thanks again for joining us. Remember, sound off on Twitter and let us know your takes on Pop-Tarts. We would also like to hear that. As well, hit us up if you're on the Pop-Tart Reddit uh, link to this episode. (laughs) Whatever you want to do. Best of luck, everyone. Merry Christmas. We will see you all next week. Pop-Tart is my family. (laughs) Howdy, peace, show. Howdy, peace, show. Howdy, peace, show.